Hey everybody, it's Andy Little here from the EM Over Easy podcast, here with episode 37, Mentorship. Also, this next month is a big month for us at EM Over Easy, as we'll be launching more episodes and short stacks, as well as we will be attending the Teaching Institute's inaugural podcasting course in Lexington, Kentucky. This has promised to be an exciting weekend where we get to sit down with some of the greats of podcasting to up our game and to share what we love doing. Again, if you haven't heard about this podcasting course, visit the Teaching Institute's website at theteachinginstitute.com. Until then, please enjoy this content as well as others, and we hope to hear from you soon. All right, and welcome to another episode of EM Over Easy. I'm uh, Andy Little, joined with Drew, and we have a very special guest with us today, John Casey. John, good to have you on with us. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's been a it's been a while since the two of at least you've sat down with more than just me. I know we did that the session of the teaching course. Yeah, but yeah. It's nice to actually have you sit back down. I think it was Suedo Seizures was the last time you Suedo Seizures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're looking for a throwback episode to go listen to, it is very very funny. It's one of our, I think one of our funnier episodes that we've ever recorded. But wanted to talk to you about something that's a little timely. You know, the the match happened yesterday on the osteopathic side of things. Um, the NRMP or the allopathic match happens in a month. And wanted to talk about something I think is something that all of us um, benefited from and still continue to do, and that's mentorship. You know, when, when I look back on, you know, my, my journey through emergency medicine, just journey in life in general, you know, even outside of medicine, I've had the, the benefit of having a lot of good mentors. I think Drew and I could probably both say that we are lucky to, to be here with one of our mentors throughout all this. Oh, well, thank you. Um, thank somebody you. that definitely steered us in, in the right direction to get us where we are today. But when you hear the, the, the term mentorship and how that applies to medical students and residents and, and new attendings, what, what first comes to your mind, John? Yeah, so uh, when I think of mentors, I think of uh, generally more than one because I think you need a variety of viewpoints um, to get to things. And I think of people that that genuinely care about helping you be your best self. Um, because of all the mentors, uh, because I also have been blessed with some really great mentors, and all of the ones that really stick out, right, that like I really am like, man, that, that person was really a mentor, all of them cared far more about my own deliverables, my own outcome, than they did about... Um, you know, my interest in them or, you know, it, it, it almost feels like a one-sided relationship at times, right? It feels like they care more about you than you do about them in some sense. And, and, you know, I just think of, I just think of awesome people that, that are like, Hey, you know, people help me get here. I want to help you get here. Um, it's that, that pay it forward philosophy. So that's kind of what I think of just, um, people that are kind of in the game for that. Drew's just shaking his head. I know he had something to say, but yeah. I, I think you brought up a really important point because I think I remember when I was a first year medical student, I went to a, a lecture. Um, it wasn't even an EM lecture; it's just a lecture on you need to find a mentor between now and say mid of your first year of medical school. And got got a similar one um, when I was a resident that I had to find you know somewhere in, in my program somebody I could look up to, somebody that could be my mentor. Um, and one thing that really wasn't touched on at the time um, was they said just find somebody and what you want to do. And so I remember I, I reached out to a couple people from my past that I thought you know. Um, would be good mentors and for me it was kind of like speed dating to start yeah because i was trying to find that person that was a good fit for me right. and i was a good fit for them um and it was also interesting because at that at, originally i thought well only you really need one person and yeah. so i remember i tried to just have this one person that was only needed one one route of information um, right. and one thing i think you brought up that was key is that you have to have multiple people yeah it's like a network, really. Yeah. Uh, and I think part of it is in the educational, in the formal educational system, we do a disservice by uh, using the term mentor when what we mean is an advisor, 
right? So a lot of places have, say, undergraduate uh, or when you're an undergraduate medical student, they assign someone to be your mentor. And quite frankly, that's just a false term. If the person isn't really vested in you, but more in just the process, that's an advisor. They, they, they tell you what you need uh, materially to know. Maybe they're factually accurate and they know the next step in the process, but their, their mission and their, their objectives are to provide you with information and to allow you to navigate that course yourself. Whereas a mentor pulls alongside you in that journey and helps you get to the next level step or perhaps even all the way through. Maybe they're, they're a life mentor. And so I think that people get that term mixed up and applied very, very loosely when what they really mean is, you know, I have some people that have advised me and have given me good advice, mm-hmm. but, but those aren't people that I think of as mentors. I think of, of the mentors in a very different way. Mentors have a very special uh, place. It's a very special relationship. It, it's, it's different than friendship, uh, although they can certainly be friends. And quite honestly, there are some mentors that that don't even really fall in that category. You wouldn't consider them a friend. You wouldn't wouldn't go out and have a beer with them or, mm-hmm. or hang out. But yet they're integrally involved in how you proceed through your through your career or through your life or whatever it is that they're 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 trying to help you with. Uh, people forget that negative role models are role models, and and you can sometimes learn just as much from people. Um, in, in that way, even though I generally don't call them mentors if they're hostile. <laughs> so, well, I'm going to hark back to junior high here, and if anyone remembers reading Catcher in the Rye, the the actual premise of the book with Holden Caulfield was that the person that you maybe identify most with is not necessarily the person you want to be. Maybe it's the person who sets the example for this is not who I want to be. And in that case, it was Holden Caulfield, the main character of the book, and his father, and he used his father as the example. Is this the person I don't want to be? And basically. That was the most influential person on his life, mm-hmm. but not necessarily for positive reasons, maybe right. for negative reasons. But I think you hark at a bigger idea, which we've talked about on this podcast before, which is the idea of a board of directors. And maybe a board of advisors or a board of mentors is a better way to look at it. But you have to surround yourself by people, and it's never going to be just one, that are going to give you honest, timely, appropriate feedback as to where you are in life. And you need somebody who, in the world of medicine gets the world of medicine who maybe has navigated those territory before you. And then you need those people in life too, that can just check in with you and make sure that you're not losing touch with, with everything too. So I guess the question becomes, how do you find that person? Yeah. So that's a, that's the, that's the gem of the uh, question. You know, it's one of those things that they they talk about uh, and there's a lot of research that's going on right now talking about the concept of your life's passion. Right. And this kind of correlates to that. So there's this, Hey, you know, go find your passion. Wake up and find out what it is that inspires you every day. And it makes it sound like there's like a shopping list. Like here's the 150 passions in the world. They, and, they put a list all the time. Right. You know, the and, and, and you pick life. one yeah. And, yeah. and now that's your passion. Right. But the problem with it is in reality, and we see this with, with kids, uh, you know, they come home one day and they're like, dad, I want to play the trumpet. And they come home the next day. They're like, Trumpet sucks. I want to play the drums. And then they come home the next day and they're like, I want to paint. And it drives us crazy. But at the same time, what they're really doing is trying to find their passion. But when people talk about finding your passion, 
it makes it sound like there's just this little nugget out there that you just have to go find. And, oh, there it is. There's your passion. Once you find it, boom, you're set. Right. And that is so not the case for many, many people. A lot of people stumble into their passions. Maybe they fall into it sideways. Maybe their passion is one thing, but it's inextricably linked to something else. So that they have to kind of do the good with the bad. You take them both and there you have facts of life. the facts of life. So maybe those... <laughs> That's right. Shout out to Charlotte Ray. So the, you know, the redhead. Charlotte. Get, okay, yeah. good. Just making sure. So, yeah, it's good. So, but, but the link back to this is that sometimes if you go on a quest to find a mentor, it's not really, you don't really find the mentor you need. Yeah. It's, it's a mentor of convenience. So yeah. what you have to really do is open yourself up to the possibilities that your mentors may come in many different shapes and forms <laughs> and they may have different different responsibilities. I'll give you a, I'll give you a good example of mine. I have a mentor who is great in the sense of advising and counseling me on uh, involvement in legislation and political activity. But they are not at all the person I would model myself after in emergency medicine. Yeah. So what I do is I take the best parts of that mentor yeah. and incorporate it in, recognizing that that person is not me. And so there are other people I look to for other parts yeah. of that mentoring. I think that was a mistake I made earlier. Is I, w I really thought was, well, if this person's my mentor, everything about them, I have to be. Like, yeah. Cool with. Yeah. And I think the the point that after you know trial and error for about a year and a half, um, I really realized that I could really kind of glean the best from people and say this is what I want them to be my advisor for. And so when I you know I remember when I had to choose residency, I called a different batch of people than when I applied for a job, than when I made a decision about a home, than when I made a decision about a car. You know, it's just one of those things that I have a different board of directors for different parts of my life. Yeah. Um, for that particular reason. Is yeah. Not everybody is great at everything. Yeah. Um, and, and don't put them up on a pedestal and be disappointed when they're not. Right. Yeah. And, and it's not only that they're not great at everything, it's just that that maybe they just don't have the experience, right? Uh, so so a fine example would be I could I could perhaps counsel you on, on lots of things, but probably not in the area of child rearing. So the, that's an area that I just lack experience in, yeah. right? So so could I give you advice? Sure. Would it come back with experience? Probably not. Uh, maybe observational only. Maybe a, a very low cap of value. Yeah, there's not a randomized you know, control trial. In the there, house. Is, yeah. there really is no RCT. Maybe you know just case studies. You know, individual observations. Uh, it doesn't mean that I couldn't give you advice. Or, yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that I couldn't even be a mentor in that area. It yeah. just means that that kind of like the choose and wisely campaign. You, you might select a different source uh, for that. Whereas there are other things that I might be the perfect uh, mentor for. Um, one thing that's interesting about uh, being a mentor, um, kind of on the flip side of it, and I think this is how, uh, this is one of the things that when I am in a mentor role, when I, when I recognize that I'm someone's mentor, or they explicitly say you're a mentor, one of the things that I think is interesting is that if I find them relying or asking questions that really are probably better for someone else. I know the person is really open to be mentored when you can make a suggestion about other people that might be better. 
and they accept that as opposed to wanting you to handle it for them. And they can be a fine line because I've actually encountered that where I had someone that, that kind of designated me as a mentor and they had some, some things that they were looking for that I felt other people could provide better. And they weren't really open to that. They, they wanted me to kind of do it for them. And I found what I was doing was more legwork, which means that they weren't really, you know, invested in it as much. And, and so I think that's a, you know, an interesting flip um, kind of if you're with that, I've got one mentor. If that's what you're thinking, what you've probably done is selected a role model. Yeah, which is and different. that's very, very different than a mentor, yeah. you know. Um, and you can also have multiple role models, but I think you can also have a role model, and that's okay. A lot of people, for example, the role model is their father or their mother or, or you know, some leader or some famous person, and, and, and that's okay. Um, but but it's very different than a mentor. And so if you're if you're kind of thinking about that, listening to this and thinking, be clear about what that person is to you yeah. um, and what their what their role is. And I think a great takeaway point from that is mentorship is a two-way street. It it has to be both something that is given and something that is received. And and both people in the mentorship relationship have to be willing to give and receive to make that relationship work. And there's something I, a lot of students when they're coming to our program uh, ask the question, do you assign mentors? Yeah. And my answer is always no, and that's just truthful, we don't. But I explain it by saying the reason for that is you're going to find a mentor. You're going to find someone that you connect with. And it's much more important to have that be an organic relationship that builds because you are the right match for each other organically as opposed to one that is John Casey, you are going to be so-and-so's mentor right. because that's how we pull names out of a hat and therefore it is going to work. And, and we all know from experience that that becomes exactly what you explained earlier. That is your advisor in medical school or undergraduate or graduate school, which is helping you navigate a system without actually mentoring you to be good at that navigation right. or, or that experience. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. And there, there are some people, and I get this, there are some people that are so introverted or inwardly shy that maybe they, maybe they need someone to help assign them a mentor. But the, yeah. but the deal is you can't be so introverted that you can't at least ask someone for some help with that. Like who would be a good person or who do you see? You know, when a medical student asks that, and I've heard them ask the same thing, you know, do you guys, um, you know, do you, do you assign and those kinds of things? And they'll, they'll ask, you know, occasionally they'll actually ask the attending and they'll say something like, you know, Hey, I was wondering, you know, if you'd be willing to be my mentor um, and to me, that's a horrible question. And I don't mean that in that way. I'm, I'm honored that someone wants me to help them. But what you really need to, to do is, is actually ask, what am I looking for in a mentor? And then start approaching that person with yeah. questions. If you begin a dialogue, which is exactly what Drew was saying, that two-way street, if a dialogue starts, guess what? You've got a mentor. Um, and that's, I mean, that's what you're looking for. And then that organic growth from there is really, really fun on yeah. behalf of the mentor and the, the mentee. So let's flip this around a little bit. How as a mentor, if you identify somebody that maybe that relationship has smoldered, it isn't quite there for you to truly be considered a mentor by them, but you find some opportunities that you really want to pursue and help them, help them with, you see opportunities for improvement, opportunities for learning and development. How do you reach out to a targeted mentee, not someone who actually is your mentee yet, and really maybe 
offer them mentorship when they didn't know they were looking for it. Yeah, the uh, the the unidentified mentee. Right. Well, so, you've identified the mentee. The yes. mentee has not identified you necessarily as Correct. the mentor. Correct. Yeah. So are you asking me this for a loaded reason? Because you know this is one of my favorite things to do. Well, I it, no, I think it's very it important as, <laughs> to look at it both ways to understand it, how, how do you find that mentor, but also sometimes it's how do you yeah. approach the mentee? It absolutely is. Well, this actually really is one of my favorite things to do. Um, and those of you that have been with me at conference know that I make it a point to to do this. So, so it's the John Casey so rule. It's so, it, they're, yeah. they're the rule, right? Yeah. The three new people. It's very important. So um, the, for those of you that don't know, the three new people rule is is when I go to a conference or an event, uh, you know, whatever, a big gathering. Uh, I'm one of those people, I'm, I'm extroverted in the sense that, that I like being social with people. But the fact of the matter is that, that if I can be in a room with open bar, I'm going to probably hang out with the people that I know and love and have built strong relationships with. And I, and I don't think that's different for anybody. But what I do to force myself out of my comfort zone is I, I identify three new people. And the rule is it can't just be like, you know, oh, I just met one and they introduced me to two others, right? It's got to be – and it has to be cold starts, yeah. right? You just have to – you have to go up to somebody that you really have no idea who they are and you introduce yourself and, and you just – you go from there. So – but I kind of do the same thing sometimes with with – with mentees, right? So I'll see someone that has um, what I think is a really favorable trait. I'll, I'll give you an example. Actually, um, in our incoming intern class, um, there there were lots of people that that I advised. I don't think I'm giving away anything here, but there's certainly one of them that was actually my number two meet at one of these events. I just walked up and said, hey, when I go to these functions, I try and meet somebody. Well, here's the thing. What I noticed was that in he was in a, a, a triad of people. Uh, I noticed his body language. He, was a, he looked like a leader. Uh, he was engaging and seemed very polite and very nice. And when I approached, he was very, you know, very uh, gracious and, you know, took the time to introduce the people around him didn't make himself the center of attention. So I thought those were really cool things. But what was interesting, what really sparked up the 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 interest in at being a mentor for him was he uh, asked a very simple question, which was, hey, if you could give me some advice, um, what do you think the most important thing in applying for a residency spot is, right? And to be honest, that's a pretty... Not an easy question. It's not an easy question. And it's a pretty high-level question, right? It's, it's, it's not, you know, what do I need to do or who do I, you know, what board score do I need? It's, it's a pretty high-level question. And so when somebody asks high-level questions like that, I tend to hone in on that because I really like that level of thought. And so that was how that, that relationship got started he didn't know it at the time, but by asking that question, he had actually piqued my interest as a mentor. And here's what I do as a mentor um, when I identify somebody that I think might be a compatible mentee. I meet them, I wait one week, and then I follow up with them. It's usually a simple two to three line email, or if we exchanged phone numbers, uh, I don't text, but I do a quick phone call. Yeah. And it's basically, hey, Wanted to touch base, wanted to follow up, thought it was very cool meeting you, be happy to help you in any way, and I leave it as an open offer. And that way they can engage further if they want to or if they don't. Um, You know, some people are kind of like, hey, thanks, you answered my question, 
right? And some people, hey, that would be awesome if you, if you're willing, you know, I have some other questions. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And and that's the way I do it. I kind of, <clears throat> I kind of give them one crack, you know, right. and just open the door for them and then proceed from there. One one of my probably one of the best men, mentors mentors I had in med school um, was actually one where we I remember I I reached out to them and said hey I'm looking for some advice we met for lunch and they made the entire conversation about me right it was just what do you want to know and we talked for an hour and a half um, they actually drove up to where I was going to medical school rather than me having to drive where they were which was I thought I saw as a huge thing because Athens sure. is kind of in the middle of nowhere yeah. Um, so we went to lunch and, and literally like we just talked and at the end of it they 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 said well I think based off of what you want I think I'm somebody who can help you but I also have a couple other people I'd like to introduce you to and the best part about that relationship was is it was never about them imposing their information onto me right it was about them assimilating what I had told them and helping them give me some advice that way yeah the whole um, what would you like to know yeah very important yeah, question very, very as important a mentor yeah. yeah yeah rather than like forcing you know and, and Drew and I have done these talks before. We're really, and people are, I'm always amazed when they're kind of shocked by this, but we always give people advice that we want you to end up where you need to be. And if we can't get you where we think you want to go, we can help you find other people that can. Right. Um, and so I think that's a really good attribute of being a mentor is, is that understand you do have limitations. And when you get to those, be okay punting to somebody else. Yeah. You got to, you got to do that. And you got to, you got to recognize not only your limitations within your scope of knowledge, but with your own caring capacity. Yeah. Right. You can only have so many. You only have so much in your bucket. Yeah. And if you if you find that you have 50, 60, 70 people that consider you to be an active mentor, yeah. right? As opposed to somebody, you know, maybe you were a mentor at one point and kind of helped transition and now your your coworkers or your colleagues or your your friends or whatever. But if, if you recognize that you have a bunch of people that you're kind of carrying all at once, you probably really aren't being a mentor to many of them and you're probably um, probably not my like my kind of number not that I like have a firm you know I couldn't add or so, it's about five yeah honestly that the uh, people that I'm actively engaged with and and here's the other thing too um, I actually have in my phone I have a, a, a you know kind of a getting things done thing I actually keep a, a list of the people that I'm supposed to um, uh, that I feel like I'm in a mentoring relationship with and I actually have a list of those people said so that when I have a few free minutes of downtime at the airport or, you know, whatever may be going on, actually shoot me an email or just call them or yeah. text them. Yeah. Right. And just, Hey, just checking up on you. Just wanted to follow up. It's a very powerful tool that people forget, sure. especially with digital communication mm-hmm. yeah. stuff that, that powerful tool of just the quick checkup, yeah. right? Sometimes your best mentors have no objective thing they're doing for you right now other than just checking in. Yeah. It's that same thing of, yeah. hey, what can I do for you right now? Nothing? Cool. I'll check back later. Uh, or, you know, hey, I'm, I'm really stressed right now. I'm really struggling. You know, what what can I help you with? Yeah. Um, and, and I find that that is, for me, a very effective tool of keeping me where I need to be. But I'm at about plus minus five is kind of where my – you know, where my carrying capacity, I yeah. really feel like I've got enough to give people, but yeah. Um, yeah. I find that to be about the number I can, of patients I can actively manage at, <laughs> right. at one time also. So right. that's, that's pretty fair. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I might have more on the board than yeah. five, but there's probably only five or six that I'm actively engaged managing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to do it. Everything yeah. else is just waiting for something to come back or, yeah. you know, yeah. their, their yeah. dispo is yeah. set with a hinge. Yeah. 
I, I think if we could boil it down to something in my mind, and I'm curious what you guys think, I, I would almost say that the act of being a mentor is very selfless. It is not mm-hmm. about you, it is about the person you're mentoring. But to be a mentee, you have to be mindfully selfish. And that you want to be mindful about what you're asking of your mentor, yeah. but selfish in that you are asking for what you need and being honest about yeah. what, what uh, that relationship is going to take for you to get the most out of it. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and and you, can't be, you can't be afraid to ask what you really need to know. I guess that's the yeah. – a, a good mentor will help pull that out of you, but it really is nice when you just ask, you know, and when I don't have to spend or – you know, your mentor yeah. doesn't have to spend a lot of time trying to get to the nitty gritty of what you really are asking. Yeah, so. no, it's true. And, and and when I think about the people that are currently mentors to me, I remember when I, I applied for jobs last year, um, we, the three of us went to dinner with Tanner and I remember I, I, I got offered, offered a job. I went to dinner, I went to dinner, I had a personal conversation with all seven people that I consider my mentor and I got to the point. I don't know if you guys remember the dinner, I was like, yeah. here are the facts. And then we and then we had a good dinner afterwards. Were there was, any alternative facts involved? Yes. There were no alternative facts. <laughs> there were involved, no alternative. No alternative facts. facts. Okay. But I was like, here are the facts. Here where I here's here's where I want to go. And then as a, as a mentee, I was willing to take the honest feedback from people that I trusted. Yeah. And I think that's probably the other thing. If you're a mentee, is when you get feedback from the people that you've trusted, be okay taking that. Yeah. Um. And and use that use that as it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Side note: Don't ask if you don't care. Yeah, or right. don't want the answer, or don't, or want, don't the want the answer. answer. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that's very frustrating as a as a mentor. Not that by any stretch, not that anybody has to uh, take our advice. Or, right. Yeah, if yeah. you're if you're a good mentor, you you actually understand that your mentee may be asking three or four different people, yeah. and they may have an agenda <gasps> right in the background. But here's what's really helpful: is if you already know the answer, don't ask the question. Yeah. Right. Seek seek counsel on things that are that are actual questions. Yeah. Things that you have some unknowns. Yeah. 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 No. John, any other closing thoughts on the mentor mentee relationship? Um, just that I think it's really helpful. I think it's uh, the probably one of the best relationships to have out there for any part of your life. I like your concept of the board of directors, and and I think that anybody that. Um, really wants to get to the next level, that's kind of the way to go. Make make the effort to find uh, a mentor, uh, and if you need help doing that, you know, ask some people. There's lots of people out there that can they can help you with that. Yeah, and and to wrap it up, if you want to look back at a couple previous episodes that might help you kind of stir some ideas, go to a conference is a great episode to listen to. That's yep. I think where the three of us met a lot of our mentors just by actually getting out there in our field. Yes, um, and then of course brand building is another good one too that you can refer to in previous episodes. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to link a few things in the show notes as far as uh, I, neither none of us, I think, can lay claim to the board of directors. That's a concept that came from somewhere else. Right. Yeah. We will actually link some other uh, foam ed resources, uh, resources uh, regarding that. John, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank for you. For having been a mentor to many, uh, including us, and now hopefully uh, moved on to that friendship portion of oh, the mentor mentee relationship. For all you listeners out there, all four or five of you at this point, uh, we appreciate you <laughs> tuning in. Be sure to check out our other episodes, and we look forward to talking to you.